Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Transmission 6 of the Liberate Yourself podcast, where we are cultivating personal sovereignty in these transitional times. For this transmission, I had a stimulating conversation with my friend Sarah Bida. Sarah is a consulting sorceress who practices a form of subversive magic technology that is accessible to everyone. She works with visionary humans who have big visions for the world and need a bit of magic counsel to bring it into existence. We have a deep dive chat about how to use this form of magic and how the value of transmuting traumatic experiences builds our confidence and empowerment. So one note about this recording, Sarah is highly empathic and has a sensitive, dramatic effect on technology. So there were quite a few times where she cuts out and the call was even dropped in the middle. But she explains why this happens to her often um, once the call comes back on. So just a note to be patient getting through a couple spots in the recording where she might cut out. I feel like it just adds to her mystique, though. If you've been enjoying the Liberate Yourself podcast, there are a couple ways to support it. One is to go to iTunes and leave a positive review. This helps the show gain traction and bring it to a wider audience that could benefit from these discussions. Second, the podcast is supported by generous patrons through Patreon. All patrons get access to the Liberation Library, which is a digital esoteric library of practical spiritual materials to guide you on your own path of unfolding. Plus, the higher tiers receive monthly readings from me. Sarah actually supplied a lovely article called Three Ways to Start Doing Subversive Magic Today that is available exclusively in the Liberation Library to patrons of the podcast. Go to liberateyourselfpodcast.com to find out more and access this and other helpful information by becoming a patron. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Hey. (laughs) How was this full moon for you, this past one in Sagittarius? It was pretty intense, and I'm happy that it's over, but grateful for what came through. Nice. How about you? Yeah, same. Um, it wasn't too intense for me. I kind of used it as a, a compass almost, like a directionality kind of thing, because whenever there's a full moon, you know, it's this, the sun opposing the moon, and so they're in opposite signs, and the sun is in Gemini right now, which is like all the possibilities, <clears throat> all the opportunities are all true at once kind of thing kind of energy and Sagittarius which is what the moon was in is more like what's the one vision the one truth and let's like direct ourselves towards that so I kind of used it as a way to um with all of the possibilities coming at us right now to sort of direct my vision you know in in that direction towards my true north essentially like truth with a capital t kind of thing so um yeah it was good. <laughs> yes, it was the it was the perfect full moon to liberate yourself. Yes. <laughs> so um, that's what came through for me. Yeah, do you want to share? Well, I I think the timing is really is really perfect, and I agree with everything that you said. Uh, <clears throat> liberate yourself is a a theme that came through with the moon. Hmm. this month and I do agree that it's directing us in uh ways that liberate us and create more freedom in our lives so for everybody that's a unique path of what the directionality is it's going to create more freedom for them but it's something that all of us individually and collectively want mm-hmm. yeah especially with um <clears throat> with Uranus going into Taurus recently that's it's sort of like the time for planting the seeds um because Uranus and Aries was basically telling us okay you're a sovereign being by the way you know take this forward you have your independence and now we're kind of um tilling the soil and planting the seeds of of that 
liberation or sovereignty, so to speak, I feel. Um, have you yes, been, I agree. Have you been feeling like, so I've been really, I wanted to talk about magic in and of itself today and kind of how we, how we ourselves use it in our daily lives as a part of life. Um, and sort of how I'm, and this is all just kind of coming together right now, but, and I don't want to get too out there where we're going to really lose people, but how, you know, the frequency of the earth is changing and moving into more of a fifth dimensional reality with that and sort of how that is affecting manifestation and magic. Um, are you noticing how that is becoming more rapid and more, uh, I don't know, easy in a way. Yes, that's something I would agree with. What I've noticed is that because of technology, magic is no longer something that's hidden or secret or something that's only reserved for uh, elite or people that have been chosen uh, to receive that kind of knowledge. The way that information is shared is being shared at a a rapid pace, faster than ever in human history. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that we have this kind of quantum mind. Mm -hmm. And this quantum mind is essentially what the internet is, which is collective shared knowledge. So there's no limitation anymore to, to something that you choose or that you wish to receive, something that you want to learn. If you want to learn magic, or there's something that you are seeking to discover that information isn't being withheld from you anymore like the way that it was in the past and we're not being persecuted for doing it yes and that being said it's it's a lot and it's a ton of information and how do you filter all of that is another thing Mm -hmm. but we have greater access than we've ever had in the past and i also believe that that's bringing things to the surface faster than ever at a more accelerated rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's why, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is to offer people lots of different modalities and ways to, <clears throat> um, to cultivate their own and remember. I'm, I'm kind of getting that it's a remembering of sovereignty. It's not really cultivating or taking it back, but it's just knowing and remembering that we have it inherently. Um, but I think that is one of the single most important tools in the toolbox in order to discern what is truth for you, because yeah, there is so much information out there. Um, my personal way of doing it, honestly, is going to back to, you know, the original forms of it, like actually studying hermeticism and, you know, I have the Kybalion right here. I've actually been like reading back through, the different principles um, that masters before us have uncovered and hasn't necessarily been shape-shifted into something modern yet because I feel like, and this mm-hmm. is just me, um, I feel like it can, going back to the, the original sort of essence of what these principles um, of operating with the different planes of reality um, are about and learning that, I feel like one can then interpret it for their own modern path, so to speak. Um, yes. That's kind of how I'm doing it. But Yes, and I believe that you're not alone in that. And what's so great about this technology is that we can find other people out there that are going through similar processes as us, and we're no longer alone or isolated in these pursuits. And in the past... <clears throat> we might've been the only person in our whole village or in an entire area for hundreds of miles that had these types of abilities. Mm -hmm. And now we can seek out other people that are like us, Mm -hmm. which is pretty liberating in itself. And there is strength in numbers. There's strength in community and in having those friendships and cultivating that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause we are a collective I mean, we're, we're kind of stepping into more of a collective reality, right? With, um, you know, some would say, I listen to, a, I've been listening to a lot of channeled material, um, 
that is corroborating other resources, other information. And essentially what I'm getting is that we are moving, there's been a, a sense of a, there's been like a timeline split that is happening. And we're kind of, we're moving away from the third dimension into the, the fifth dimension, or that those are actually kind of concurrently going on. And do you follow any of this or do you agree with this (laughs) at all? Are you getting kind of messages about that? Yes, I, I do. I mean, I think when we, when we look at the different generations and the way that people are processing information mm-hmm. and how that leads to uh, expression in their, in their individual lives and collectively within each generation, we can really measure it. That's yeah. the way that I see it. So, for example, if I look at um, Generation Z, which I'm extremely impressed with every day, you're yeah. seeing a lot of very young people that are coming into their lives and know who they really are at a very fast rate because mm-hmm. they they see that the world is changing. They see how fast everything is moving. And you talk to these kids and they know that they have to come into their purpose faster, that they're mm-hmm. here to do something. And they want to just get on with it and begin it versus yeah. if you look at Generation X, right? <laughs> completely lost for the longest time they had more yes but they had um a divide in between the the technology there so there's a time when you remember before there was cell phones before there was this interconnectedness and i find that generation x are contemplative they're really good at processing large uh pieces of information and knowledge in a way that Gen Z is not. Gen Z is much more instantaneous. So mm. <clears throat> you see that expressed in their individual lives and in within their purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And millennials are the in between those two groups. Yeah, definitely. They're definitely um, the millennials. I feel like are a bridge generation, for sure. Because um, yeah, we remember a time before technology, and saw it being introduced into the home and into society and can kind of operate. I feel like we're a great bridge generation because we can kind of take people um, or guide people from that time of less technology into, um, into this new reality we find ourselves in. Um, What I was getting to with the, with the, uh, the more rapid frequencies that are coming through in this sort of fifth dimensional awareness um, or reality is that um, it's more of a collective experience. We're kind of moving away from the individual, what my needs are, what I want, and it's really moving into thinking about the collective just in general, but not being completely selfless as in giving all of your strength and power away, but by um, working on yourself and, you know, cultivating your own truth and your own power, that is actually going to, that's what serves the creative. Or, yes. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that's Brian Slip. But yeah, the, the creative collective power of, um, of society, which is really exciting. And so how... Um, if you feel comfortable with it, how do you sort of view magic or how do, how do you, how would you explain it to someone maybe who is just coming into this? They wanted to know, um, cause you, you kind of perform a type of subversive magic, which I'm really excited about when you, when you talk about it, it's the, the kind of magic that is hidden in plain sight kind of thing, which can actually help people bridge, you know, that, that, what used to be a divide between, you know, normal mainstream life and a a magical life. Is that something you want to talk about? Yes, I'd love to talk about that. (laughs) I I have a pretty strong belief that magic is something that can be accessible to everyone. Again, I'll say it's not something that's reserved for the elite. It's a technology Mm -hmm. that's accessible to anyone. And traditionally, magic is a tool. It's a technology that has been used by marginalized and oppressed people. And that's because they didn't have traditional forms of uh, power and access to traditional resources. So 
when you can't have direct access to the thing that you want, right? And confrontation and violence will lead to more confrontation and violence. Magic mm -hmm. is a tool that is a very powerful tool and technology to achieve um, what it is that you want. So <laughs> I like to say that, you know, every mom on the planet uses magic. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> there are simple everyday things that people do that everyone does that we don't necessarily think of as magic, but they are magical tools that our ancestors and everyone on the planet has used for thousands of years. Um, I'll give an example. This is a, a really easy example, but almost everyone has experienced this. Cleaning your house. Yeah. If you clean your house... If you're having a really bad day, things aren't going well, your finances look terrible, and you clean your house, you'll watch prosperity and good things come to you. This is almost in every holy text that's ever been written, right? Totally. It's, mm -hmm. it's a very simple concept, right? But it's mm -hmm. based in practical magic. When you clean your house, you're removing stuck energy. You're removing things that are weighing you down. You're bringing in... Uh, more, bringing in new energy, new life, right? And it's something mm -hmm. that's accessible to every single person on the planet. I don't care where you live, how much money you have, uh, what your current reality is, whatever space that you're in, you can improve it little by little and it will bring more into your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I also love your example you've talked about before with the bowl of like fruit, just having yes. a a bowl of fruit around. I I didn't even realize yeah. I was doing that for the longest time. Can you can you tell people about that one? Because that's a super easy way to bring yeah. abundance. This is a, a favorite one of mine. So, you know, I mean, many people have seen this when you walk into somebody's home and there's a huge bowl of fruit in the kitchen or on a table. And that brings prosperity into your home. So every plant in the plant kingdom, every piece of fruit, Every herb, every flower has energetics to it. And mm -hmm. so when we bring that into our home, it creates magic. Again, mm -hmm. you may have very limited resources, but if you go and you buy a bag of oranges and you put it in a bowl on your table, you'll bring prosperity to you. Um, mm -hmm. Lemons, citrus fruit is really, really uh, a good one. Lemons are also really great. So. Lemons protect you from negativity, and they're very cleansing and clearing. They also protect you from envy. So if someone Ooh. is envious of you or jealous or, um, you know, maybe directing uh, envious or jealous energy your way or negativity your way, lemons are extremely powerful. And this is from the ancient world. So mm -hmm. uh, Italian women are a really good example of this. Uh, in Italy, the women were in charge of creating house altars, and they were in charge of engaging with house spirits. And one of the things to do to bring uh, health, uh, wealth, prosperity, protection to your home was cleaning, mm -hmm. was uh, nurturing others through cooking, through food, um, and lemons, <laughs> lemons grow in the, in the Mediterranean. So that's something that's traditional mm -hmm. that women did. They had these bowls of lemons to protect their home and their families. And even now in modern times, even without thinking, it's something that we do. And it's mm -hmm. very, 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 very powerful magic hiding in plain sight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And really what you're illustrating is what I would think is what I would explain is like the base concept of magic, which is working with the non-physical in a physical way, right? Yes. It's, it's the, the principle of correspondence, like whatever you do here in the physical that you can um, interact with, with the five senses that we're given, it's going to have an effect in the non-physical, which is actually where archetype creativity and patterning happens and they kind of work together to bring about the results in your physical life that you want to see. I think that's something that yes. is kind of, I think it's explained 
a lot of places, but I don't think the actual principle of how that happens, and it is sort of dimensionality. It's like planes of existence and corresponding between those planes is what really brings about things. It's not about like, in my view, because I think we're moving away from this um, into more of a collective way of being, and that, that being that we are on the same plane as any other, you know, entity or being or spirit source energy that um, that is operating at the same laws of the universe as we are. We're we're essentially on even yes. an even playing field with them. Do you do you see what I'm kind of going towards? Instead of it being like, oh please, you know, please sir, give me, please grant me these things. Like um, Regina Meredith, who I love, she gives the metaphor of like. Uh, we we tend to go to spirits with our begging bowl, like oh please help us, you know, like making ourselves right. lower than than right. these entities, and we're actually co-creators with them. We just happen to be f in physical presence or in operating in the third dimension. Um, d would you agree with that? Like, yes, I, I mean I think all of reality is a, is a co-creation where we don't mm -hmm. do anything by ourselves and, um, you know, to be grateful at all times, no matter what your, your current reality in is the most powerful form of magic that you can have. And when you accept that you are co-creating with everyone, with unseen forces, with, uh, your friends, your family, your partner, you realize mm -hmm. that it's, it's beyond you. And that's the most powerful form of magic that you can have. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So how do you, I love that you um, do more subversive magic and sort of hide in plain sight with your own, you know, the way you show up in the world and everything. And you actually help people um, who may be living more in the mainstream and not really um, privy to living a magical life. You actually help them to do that in a way that isn't, you know, like, oh, you're going to be a witch now, or I'm going to teach right. you to be a magician. Like you, you actually assist them in bringing more magic into, into their life. Right. Um, and what kind of people, what kind of people do you work with, um, with that? Or do you enjoy working with the most? Well, my focus is visionary humans. Visionary humans are a particular category of people that see something that has not been created in reality yet. They're big dreamers. Um, they're people that generally have been ostracized from the general public, but they're very focused on a dream or a vision that they want to bring into reality. And right now, with the way that the world is and the accelerated rate of everything, I'm very, very, very focused on working with these types of people. And I feel that my life mission is to use magic to help them bring their mission and their vision into reality. So without me, you know, you attract what you're thinking about. Most of my clients are business people. Um, most of them are people that walk around every day that you would not think you can use magic. They don't look like witches. They don't look like um, people that are alternative. everyone and that's something that is really important to me I think that when you put yourself in, in too uh, too much of a, a box right in in one mm -hmm. area you deny yourself the experience of meeting a, a multitude of people and so the way that I dress the way that I engage with the world I'm always uh, trying to win the people that need my help and vice versa so I can experience this you've been breaking up quite a bit <laughs> I'm I think sorry it's, no it's fine um, it's just the technology um, well here's the thing I today technology is imperfect just like people are imperfect yeah. and one of the things that I struggle with is I'm extremely intuitive, extremely highly sensitive person. And while I've welcomed in the technological age, technology flips out around me quite a lot. So, you know, we've had to try <laughs> this, we've had these 
calls a couple times, right? Today I'm in a high traffic area. I have perfect Wi-Fi. I have like commercial Wi-Fi and everything and it's still breaking up. So, um, you know, we have different energy fields and it's been like that Mm -hmm. for me since I was, uh, since I was a little kid, you know, and that may sound wild, but it's true. If I walk by a radio, um, you know, if there's too many cell phones around me, there's strange things will happen. And uh, most of the people that know me closely, they kind of laugh about it now because it's happened so frequently. Funny. Yeah. Do you want to talk about how you, because what I really want is for people to hear other people's, um, listeners to hear other people's experience so that they know that they're not alone in their, if they have more, if they were born with more psychic abilities, especially if they're our generation and younger. Um, Yes. Because they may be in a situation or, you know, a life situation, circumstance, location where that is not supported and they may not have the, um, just, just not having the simple, uh, confident, what's the word? (laughs) I understand. Um, I understand what you're saying. (laughs) I understand. Yeah. So So, I'd love to hear about your experience growing up. I mean, culturally, it's something that's becoming more and more accepted. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of research institutions that have been uh, studying uh, what I call, uh, I like to call a quantum connection or quantum entanglement, right? If mm-hmm. we get down to the science of a lot of this, most people have experienced some kind of psychic phenomenon, but we don't fully culturally accept that within ourselves. It's a mm-hmm. technology that is integrated into our bodies that all of us to and can experience like anything else some of us have developed that skill more than others and some of us have particular parts of our brain that are more turned on in experience those things more something that people don't talk about often but i will say because sometimes people that have high sensitivity or extreme intuition are people that have experienced high amounts of trauma mm-hmm. and they believe that they can change the brain and turn on uh, these certain aspects. And that's, I've definitely experienced that. I fall into that category and there are many people that are my friends and other people that have these uh, <clears throat> experiences that then lead them to have amplified skills in that area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do you how do you deal with that? I think the first thing is acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I could trade all the trauma that I experienced, I wouldn't. I would, would experience it all over again for the gifts that I have now. Yeah, and most same. people that I've talked to would say the same. So mm-hmm. everything that you experience is leading somewhere in your life for the thing that you are meant to do, that you are meant to become, and no mm-hmm. shortcuts. If you don't experience all those things, then you don't have the experience. So you can't mm-hmm. use it in your life. And eventually you are will be in a place where you're grateful for everything. Because right. you see that there's no there aren't there are no shortcuts. That mm-hmm. being said, when I was a kid, like, you know, we'll get a little lighthearted here, there's a lot of stuff that happened to me that I didn't um, understand at the time. And I thought everybody else was like me. Here's a really good example. When I was about um, I don't know. I think I must have been about eight or nine, right? I was about eight or nine years old, and I had this dream that one of my friends had broken their legs. Okay. Uh-huh. Very, that, that was really scary to, to have this dream at like eight or nine years old. So I had this dream that one of my friends broke their legs, and I went to school the next morning, and they had broken their legs. I didn't really know how to process that when I was a kid as an adult now I understand it more and it's something that happens to me very often I have these premonition type dreams that have served me very well in my life and in every area Mm -hmm. Um, as a kid I wished that there had been more people like me and more people like you uh, to say hey it's okay Mm -hmm. this is something that happens this is something that happens to a lot of people and it's a gift. Mm-hmm. You didn't cause it. You didn't make that kid fall and break their legs. Oh, it's right. not your fault. But <laughs> yeah, but you're you're tapping into collective 
knowledge. Right. Right. So that's what those dreams are. That's what channeling is. That's what high intuition or sensitivity is, is you're tapping into collective information. Mm-hmm. When did you first, did you get support growing up or how did you sort of just know that or have the confidence, cultivate the confidence that this is who you are, this is what you do and that's awesome? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was through hardship. It yeah. was through a, a lot of trauma. It was through a lot of really intense, um, very intense, very difficult experiences, which is, again, something that's very common. You don't become confident or become really uh, good at what you do through everything working out perfectly. I agree. You know, I was I was bullied as a kid. I was ostracized uh, as an adult. Um I moved around quite a lot. I had went through a lot of different relationships. There were a lot of very intense things I experienced in my life, but I continually fought for it. And mm-hmm. I fought for understanding and I fought to reach out to other humans. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, I did receive the support. Mm-hmm. And I found over time that there were more and more people like me and that I wasn't really alone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a whole, a huge part of my life too, and my development and growth has been the transmutation of, that's what alchemy, personal alchemy teaches us, um, is to take the traumatic, um, situations and the darkness that we feel from that and actually go into the darkness and transform the energy into something higher. You know, the principle of alchemy, that's what it is. You take the base matter and then take it through a step-by-step process. And a lot of times, that can look many different ways. It can be, you know, going to a psychologist. It can be, you know, self-examination and exploring your feelings and your emotions. And eventually, and it's not fun. Not everybody wants to do it. But um, the people that do, the yeah, the rewards are... Mm-hmm. just huge for doing that. Um, so that's something that I probably like have almost been ostracized, have been ostracized for and made fun of in the past is when I either inadvertently or directly brought that to people's lives. Um, either, yes. you know what I mean? Like there's been time and I finally, finally kind of observe the pattern that was happening when this happened so many times in my life. I was like, Oh, I'm bringing something to the table. Like my, one of my friends tells me I'm like this ball of chaos that would just get dropped in the middle of situations. And it's like, boom, everybody just deal with it and do your own work. Kind of, kind of thing. (laughs) And, um, that, and that's your gift and that's your gift. Yeah. The the truth is, is the truth is, is that the best people, the very best people are people that are bullied and people that are ostracized because most of us are to change and we're resistant to new ideas, new ways of being in the world. Creative people, mm-hmm. we drop in and we show them a new way. It's and make them uncomfortable. Yes, it makes people extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And most people are very re- resistant. And when we don't want to change, oftentimes we lash out in anger. We lash out in violence. Mm -hmm. Humans can be very cruel Mm -hmm. to other humans. Um, At the same time, like I said, some of the very, very best people are people that are bullied and people that are ostracized. And it's part of a, a greater lesson in that it builds up your toughness Mm -hmm. and it makes you cultivate a courage within yourself to do the thing that you are put here to do. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is going to be like you. Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to understand you. It doesn't make you any less important or any less valuable Mm -hmm. to the world. Exactly. And I think that the, the key to when you say, you know, acceptance is very important and accepting that. And I feel like allowing things to just be as they are. It's the kind of courage that comes about by just allowing. It's not force. It's not the kind of courage that 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 is like super hot-headed and determined to, you know, 
make change or, or yeah. It's not an ego. It's, it's exactly. not an ego. Yeah. It's not about, um, it's not about you. It's not about your own mm. individual, uh, will, power, strength, all, all these things. It's not in, it's not in your ego. Right. And over a period of time, you realize that it is so far beyond you and it's not something that you can resist. You can't run from it. Mm-hmm. Or it's something that we can't, we have to, at the end of the day, just realize that we can't pop, we may never understand it. We, ne- we may never actually comprehend the full picture of why we're here. I think that's something to kind of let go of as well. Um, that, you know, our, yes. our, our ego structure there's is... A, there's a humbleness in not knowing. Yes, exactly. And just kind of allowing our, you know, however you want to see it, different planes of, of um, our individual existence. But as we sort of integrate our higher self into our ego self or our physical self, it can just kind of, you can allow it to just sort of take over and do the work. And your ego, I mean, many spiritual teachers have taught that, that it's a tool. It's definitely not the master. Yes. It's, it's a tool that you use. It's how you can show up in this physicality. Um, yes. As a contrast in comparison to other people. And, you know, it's all just consciousness anyway. Not just, but I mean, we're all emanations of, of consciousness. Like we are... Um, we are all that it's not our mission or our courage is not about just our singular goal in life. And it's funny when you start to just give in, when you start to just allow what your mission actually is on that sort of higher collective level, things just happen. And that's why that's what I meant by like mad working with magic in this new way of like higher dimensionality. It's so easy because the vibration, it, the frequency is so rapid and so fast paced. It's not like we're trying to work within like, you know, brute force, physical reality. We have had to for so long, all of our recent history Um, that is how we've had to do things and manifestation was a bit slower because of that. And you kind of had to figure out like these mind, you know, ways of getting your mind to work a certain way. And now is the time that we're learning more about our, the power of our emotional body and our heart and the, like that our heart is actually our battery. Like the mind is essentially a computer that computes, you know, what is actually happening within the heart, but your heart is the like ultimate magnet and how we connect with others, which is, you know, revelatory (laughs) and much needed. I've been trying to, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge thinker. Like I've always, that's what I always was as a kid. I was just like a book nerd and, and just wanting more and more and more information and trying to figure things out like logically and with reason because that's really the highest form of, um, the, the highest form of consciousness as we were growing up, I feel was reason. If you could get to reason, great. Um, you know, if you could could think on, on that plane, that's, that's a little bit more like putting things together on an objective level rather than just from your subjective level. Um, but now, yeah, it, I think a lot of my work in the past couple of years has been about bringing it down into the heart space and the emotional body. And that yes. is so revelatory. Talk about tra- like re- having to revisit past trauma. We are emotionally imprinted by those traumas. And that's right. You know what I mean? Like that's what ends up creating these limiting patterns that we keep running like loops over and over and over and keep us limited. So, I mean, would you agree with that? Like, this is just yes, coming, I, coming to me right now. Like the way to actually transmute is not your, your past experiences and trauma is not just through the mind. It's actually like going into the, your emotional core, your emotional self and revisiting those emotions and repatterning it, you know? Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, as somebody who has experienced a lot of trauma, I think that the greatest way to move through trauma is through the heart and through physicality, through being in your body, mm-hmm. through feeling things in your body. So even if you get really tense and wound up, 
It's like go out and exercise. Mm-hmm. Those things move, move trauma that gets stuck in the body. You can talk about it. You can go in circles round and round and round and round and round, and that energy will still be stuck. Mm-hmm. But not talking about it and moving your body physically, opening your heart, mm-hmm. creates a, an incredible amount of movement. Our hearts are the most powerful thing that we have. Our heart power is significantly stronger than our brain, mm-hmm. significantly stronger than our brain. And we are starting to study that and really see it. We can see how the heart, um, the magnitude of the heart can be measured when a person walks into a room. And almost everybody in the world has experienced that. When someone's in a really dark, bad, negative mood and they walk into a space and everybody, you know, they feel that mood and the the energy in the room just goes down. That's because we can physically feel that in our bodies. Mm -hmm. The same being true is when we are in a really positive, happy, loving, bright, mood and you walk into a space and everybody cheers up mm-hmm. because we can feel that too. So there's a lot of intelligence in that and in accepting that, that your heart power is the strongest thing that you have. And um, humans are really interesting, right? We, we focus on, on logic and we focus on all these things within our brain and we think that we're making logical choices based on you know reasoning and thinking things through right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, our subconscious brain, which is mostly connected to our feelings and emotions and our heart, runs the show. Mm -hmm. So we may say one thing and think and reason one thing and totally have full intentions of moving in that direction. But our heart will make us feel something else that changes the course and it makes the truth come to the surface. So if you focus on what your heart really wants without judgment, without any guilt or shame, you just accept that your heart is leading you in the direction of what's, what's perfect for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then things tend to work out a little more smoothly. They really do. I feel like that's, that's definitely where we're heading, and it's just really key for people to to understand and to manifest, you know, to really use magic. It's not just in the mind for sure. Um, cause anything, um, the best advice or instruction that, that I've received when it comes to magic and manifestation is to feel into it, right? It's not about yes. thinking it. That's kind of where the law of attraction, it is a law of the universe, but that's where we really got it, or society really got it wrong, is we we were still putting it into through the computer of the mind only. Like, oh, if I just think it, if I just think it, it'll come. And that doesn't, right. that doesn't always work. You have to get the heart on board and like... You have to feel it. You have to feel into it. And gratitude is the most strong magnetic emotion to feel um that's been the most important one of the most important lessons for me recently too is just do it have a gratitude journal and every night before you go to bed like write out three things that i know it sounds kind of hokey at this point because a lot of people have have espoused it but it really does work like just attuning your heart to the feeling of gratitude makes it more magnetic and more powerful, I feel. And so when you do yes, I your, agree. yeah, when you do your rituals or your spells and you know, you, oh, the most powerful thing so far for me when it comes to magic and manifestation has been to don't ask for something as if you don't have it. So yes. even using the term want is like, I want this, take that out of the equation just act as if and feel as if it has already happened. And you, what I think is you probably um, shift yourself into that timeline where that is true. Essentially, that's, that's getting out there. But, um, but yeah, to feel what it, would, what it feels like to actually have those things and to feel the gratitude and think, you know, just say thank you and be very grateful for having those things already. And then that's kind of what magnetizes everything in your sphere to manifest it into reality. Everyone's always looking for something new and different. But the truth is, is that there are tried and true methods that do really work. And again, 
they are across time and across all, you know, all of humanity. Gratitude is extremely powerful. So is truth, telling the truth. And the biggest mm -hmm. one of all, love. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. nothing greater and more powerful than love. And when we talk about magic, right, there are so many examples of incredible love in the world that created incredible, incredible magic. Right. Right? And it's the one thing that everybody wants, but if we intellectualize it, you know, it takes it away from, it moves away from that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But that's where real magic lies. A incredible example, John and Yoko. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk about two people that loved each other incredibly in the world and created an amazing amount of magic yeah. for the world beyond mm -hmm. themselves? Mm-hmm. John and Yoko. Totally. And we collectively have, in my opinion, we focused way, way, way too much on the individual. Mm -hmm. We can be sovereign beings within a group or within a collective. Yoko was her own person. Totally. Lennon was his own person. But together, they were stronger than they were individually. John Lennon would not have become John Lennon without Yoko. Yep. And Yoko would not have become Yoko without John Lennon. Yep. So that's something that I feel needs more emphasis. It's beyond the individual. It's beyond ourselves. It's mm -hmm. what we're co-creating mm -hmm. together. And there is nothing more powerful than love. And just be kind. Like, for Christ's sake. Like, I wish people would just... I go out... You know, I live in a city, so of course I see you know, lots of people in a given day in an urban environment. And there's so many different types of people. So I understand like why it can be difficult mm -hmm. to do this. But sometimes I, of course, I'm trying to allow and just let it be. And sometimes I just wish that, you know, and we'll get there. I wish that people would just start out being more kind instead of starting out being defensive, starting out being aggressive. Like that yes. seems that seems to be the the mask that everyone is wearing, not everyone, but you know. And then you you do you kind of come into contact with people who aren't operating that way, and you see each other, and you recognize that. It's like, hey, you have a good day. You have a good day too. You know, like these these yes. really great exchanges that are small, but they mean so much. They they are so um, they feed each other. They they're nourishing. Yes, you know? and that is a form of magic in plain sight. And it builds power, it builds strength. Because words strength. are magical, right? <laughs> yes, so here's another exercise that I do, and it sounds cheesy, but if you try it, it works. Mm -hmm. So when I go out in the world, I say I love you in my mind to everybody that I meet. So if I'm at the grocery store and some girl's checking me out, in my head I say I love you. And it can turn people around that even are extremely aggressive. You might have somebody in line, you know, with you, you're at the post office or something, and the person behind you is really angry, really agitated, really upset that they have to wait in line, and they're angry because they've got so many other things on their mind, and they're upset, and they want it to move quickly, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been there. Yep. But when you're a highly sensitive person, like I am, and you can feel other people really intensely, it's a way for me to engage in the world that creates a better reality for myself. So rather than talking to that guy behind me, right, sometimes I might not feel comfortable doing that, mm -hmm. in my head I'll say I love you. And the way that that person treats me and the way that that person treats other people around them almost instantaneously changes. Mm -hmm. It's a very that. powerful thing. That would also illustrate, you know, if you're working on yourself, Mm -hmm. you, you do have an impact out in the world. It's not a selfish act to, yes. to do that, um, which I, I feel really needs to be um, understood to go forward because we have been taught that just focusing on your, focusing on yourself. And I, you know, maybe in a, cons on a more conspiratorial read that I, I feel like we have been, you know, programmed to be that way so that we won't realize our power. Yes, I agree um, with that. I mean, for me, yeah. the, the, the greatest, the, the most subversive thing you can do in the world is to be a loving person, mm -hmm. is to choose every day to be a loving person. And I really, really believe in my heart 
that all of these small choices that we make, small, small, small actions every day, have huge ripple effects that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And as a society, we focus on these big actions, and it makes us feel like we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Every single person has power. You always, always, always have a choice. In yep. every moment, you have a choice. And those tiny choices are what make a huge, huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, it's being kind. Mm-hmm. If you're having a really rotten day, go out and choose to be kind. And you'll see it come back to you. Totally. Yeah, I like that too. Oh my goodness, Sarah. This has been a great conversation. I think we just it like opened has. opened a bunch of barrels for for future conversations. Um, I definitely heart, heart opening. Yeah, heart. heart, heart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know. Do you want to talk a little bit more about um, before we go? If people are interested in connecting with you or working with you, do you want to just kind of explain how that? you know, is functioning right now, like how you can help people bring more magic into their lives or realize their visions or, you know, how do you kind of do that? Is it a one-on-one thing or, you know? Yes. Right now I mostly work remotely, although I am available to travel and do uh, counsel every now and again for the right people. You can find me uh, on Instagram at four orbs uh, or fourorbs.com. And I do one-on-one intuitive counsel, intuitive advisement for visionary humans. I'm extremely good at understanding complex systems, at working with people that are um, working on some huge, huge ideas in the world where you may not feel entirely understood, even by some of the closest people around you. I have a very intense brain that can understand complex systems and help you to achieve whatever it is that you're trying to bring into this physical reality. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I've, I've loved um, learning about your process. Until next time, Sarah, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this convo with Sarah and I and look forward to more in the future as we dive deeper into the role of magic and sorcery as our earth goes through these transitional times. Links to get in touch with Sarah are in the show notes at liberateyourselfpodcast.com. Another reminder to please go to iTunes and give the podcast a positive rating so it can gain more traction and be found by others who could benefit from these discussions. Until next time, take care out there.